0: It was at this moment that he knew.
1: Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it. Make your dreams come true. Just do it. <laughs>
2: You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the PodFix Network.
3: It is now time for Podcast 42. I'm Christopher DeVos.
4: I'm Sabrina Pierre. Jail Trose.
5: I'm Laura. Hi.
0: She got those sound effects (laughs) down. I
3: know. She's our fully artist for tonight because we are doing another old-timey radio play. This one is Sam Spade Show. Who? Sam Spade Show, The Blood Money Caper. And this was originally recorded or released on September 29th. Nineteen forty-six, and I separated the name and the date.
4: I saw that, so
3: I didn't call it the Sam Spade Show. The bloody, the blood money caper date.
5: (laughs) I like the bloody money (laughs) caper date.
3: The last couple one of these that's happened. If you're familiar, it took him four episodes for him to take that joke away from us.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Way to ruin the fun, like everything else.
3: So, if you're not familiar with what we're doing tonight, what we have done is this is a real radio play. That uh, took place in 1946. We have divvied up randomly the parts, and we've assigned each part a random quirk that we've picked out of a fishbowl. But before we get into all that fun nonsense, let's open up J.L.'s Beer Cooler.
6: J.L. Beer Cooler. It's cooler, it's
7: cooler than you think. cool cooler
0: drink. It's cooler than drink. Yeah. Alright, we all think this is some f- familiar, but JL says it's not. It's not because this one is from Cigar City Brewing. The last time we did it, it was from Funky Buddha. It was part of their mixology series. So, but we are doing another Margarita Goza uh are, are we sure that was part of their mixology yes. yes yeah
5: i know there was one part of the mixology series
0: yeah it was the one before the white sangria
3: because there was a watermelon beer we did and it was terrible it Was, was, a, yeah. Watermelon.
4: Yeah, was goza. a i don't think it was even a goza it was a
0: watermelon sour i believe uh. was it
3: i don't know you, you can always look on our website like i could have before we started this but i didn't because we have all
0: the beers listed by all the episodes they just trust that i know everything i ever drank I can't believe they trust me like that.
4: For the record, I never really trusted you. I just wanted to try the beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was like Cigar City. I'm in. Yeah.
4: (laughs) I may have been hedging my bets when I went with Cigar City one.
0: I like the can, though. Do you like the can? I do. It's got the margarita on there, the lime, the salt. And oh yes, flamingos. it does. And flamingos. Yeah, and flamingos. I love, I love how they do their cans. It's always got a little hint of Florida in there. It's a little, little nice uh, background. Oh well, you, you saved can. the can
3: because I was going to rate it really low, but I'll rate it medium now. It's a three.
0: All right, I'm okay with that.
3: So how we rate the beers is we rate them one through six based on a six pack. One being the worst, six being the best. This makes sense to everybody in the world except for one lone Canadian in Kissimmee who's now practicing social distancing but he's been practicing that for 26 years now. So the rest of the world's catching up. <laughs> no? Yeah? <laughs> that was a stinker apparently.
0: I'm laughing. <laughs>
4: well, I was, the was trying world. to do the math and I was like only 26 years? Yeah, yeah he was
0: social for his first 8 years. Yeah I don't know how old he is.
4: How, how old is, is he? 26?
0: Hold on. He was social for his first twelve years, because I'm just gonna guess that he's thirty-six. Okay. You know, he's the same age as me, you know. I mean if I'd say a little more, then he'd be Sabrina or Laura age.
5: <laughs>
0: they all can't be winners. I know. Or as young as me. But right now <laughs> on this show. Let us die. Let
3: us dive, <laughs> dive into Sam Spade's world. This is Sam Spade, the blood money caper. All right.
4: The Hair Raising Adventures of Sam Spade Detective Brought to you by the makers of Wild Root Cream Oil for the Hair
3: (laughs) Oh, I always forget (laughs)
0: I got a while before my part, so I can laugh at all these quirks until I... Uh,
3: <laughs> I always forget. So I always like to do this in the middle of the show, but these will be unedited, and all the sound effects will be done by us, or mainly Laura. It's Laura's turn. It's Laura's turn for sound effects.
5: Laura yeah. turn. I don't know what half these sounds sound like. <laughs> so good luck, guys. That makes it
0: even better. Welcome
4: to being a folio artist.
0: <laughs> foley. Foley.
4: Whatever. You say foley, I say folio.
3: So speaking of sound effects.
4: <laughs> bring 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 bring. Click.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why did we ring and then hang up?
5: Oh that's picking
8: up. Oh, that
3: was picking up. Okay. <laughs>
4: <sighs> Sam, Spade Detective Agency.
3: Hello. Goochie Goochie Goo. Hello. Hi. Hi. It's me. Goochie Goo, you're so cute. Sammy the Spade.
8: Sam,
4: is it over? <sighs> Who oh, was behind the Battle of Montgomery, Street.
0: I'm so glad you picked that one that I gave you. <laughs> do,
3: do you have gas?
8: <laughs>
3: do you need me to put you over my shoulder and pat your, your back? <laughs> well, I'll tell you about it when I get there. What a day! I even had a fight with, um, I guess you could call it a mommy.
4: Why? Well, I- Everyone knows you can lick any woman your weight!
3: Not this one, sweet buns. (laughs) Sharpen a couple pencils, sweetheart, but not you. You don't handle the pencils. Those are sharp on one end. Those are only for adults. I'll be right over to dictate my report on the blood money caper.
4: (laughs) Dasho Hammett! America's leading detective fiction writer and creator of Sam Spade, the hard-boiled private eye, and William Spire, radio's outstanding producer-director of mystery and crime drama. Join the talents to make your hair stand on end. With the adventures of Sam Spade. <laughs> Presented each Sunday by Wild Root Cream Oil. <laughs> <laughs> the non-alcoholic hair tonic that will put your air back in place again grooming it neatly, naturally, the way you want it. Why does a girl turn thumbs down on a man? Here's one very important reason why. According to a recent survey, 97 out of 100 girls dislike a man whose hair is either uncapped or too slick down. So don't look that way. Spruce up with the wild woot cream oil. <laughs> it grooms your hair neatly and naturally. And as our survey shows, that's exactly how girls like to see it. Non-alcoholic wild woot cream oil contains lanolin. The soothing oil that's so much like the oil of your own skin. Four out of five users and a nationwide test. Preferred wild woot cream oil. You'll like it too.
3: I love Liam Neeson. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's not who that is?
4: And now, wild woot.
2: <laughs> wow, <ooh. laughs>
4: that's right. Wild Root brings to the air the greatest private detective of them all in the adventures of Sam Spade.
5: Uh. Dump, 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 dump. <laughs>
3: Was that the theme to Jaws? (laughs) (laughs)
5: Land shark.
4: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Oh, Sam, your eye. She. She did hurt you.
5: Dum 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 dum.
3: Wow, these <coughs> bottles pouring sound like uh, somebody
5: giggling.
3: Do you need a pacifier? You sound like you're upset. Anyway, yeah, all of it. But there's a hole in my pants pocket. Come on! Shake the lid out of your pencil. Wait, you shouldn't have a pencil. Here, have this crayon instead.
4: Look what I got, Sam! It writes under water.
3: Do you need a nap? What is going on with you? It's okay. Let me let me let me tell you like this. For this report, you'll need one that writes under Humphrey Bogart. Put it on our best stationery. It's going to be the president of the Golden Gate Trust Company. Ooh. What's left of it? Ready?
4: I'm Always ready, Sam.
3: Okay. I know you can't write. You're too young, but here it goes. Dear Mr. Newhall, you may consider this my final report. There's nothing more I can do or want to do. From here out, your daughter Anne is your problem. I know kids can be a problem. Two weeks ago, your You retained me to check on her movements. You suspected she was seeing a man known as Red O'Leary. You also said you feared he was a, quote, disreputable character. You were right on both counts. On the night of September 16th, I picked up the subject, your daughter, at the Blue Bottle Bar and Grill. She shouldn't have been there. She's way too young. She should have been in her playpen. But that's beside the point. She and Mr. O'Leary were seated in a booth in the rear in high chairs, punishing the phony Scotch. Way too young for that. They should have had milk, but never mind. I'll keep going. I kept a plan on them, and during the next 10 days, they met regularly at the Blue Bottle, which is more appropriate because I'm sure the Blue Bottle is for somebody of younger age. They never went anywhere else. They just sat, and they gooed. That's it. And talked. Red listened. This routine continued until last night. I tailed them to a joint called Big Flora's on Telegraph Hill. I cooled my heels outside for a while, then I went in after them.
5: Insert saloon noises. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) 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 Cling (laughs) cling (having) cling Went the trolley. So after
3: So after those inserted saloon noises quieted down, Big Flora's was a new gin mill on the hill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it had been going on less than a month But it was going strong There was bottles and pacifiers everywhere I drifted over to the bar And threw a fast case around the place No local guns Strictly an out of state mob O'Leary and your daughter Were there in a side booth Once again sitting in their booster seats Big Floor herself Pinned me with a look when I entered She probably had gas as well she stood at least 5'10 in my stocking feet. It had to be a tough berth. Broad-shouldered, deep-bosomed, thick-armed, a pink, accordion-pleated throat, and handsome, brutal face.
4: Mm, just get into town, dearie? Or are you on the local talent?
3: I'm from KC. That makes you happy? KC, huh? Poby? Oh booby 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 Oh booby 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 booby. He's still eating jute? No man What's your name? I got a dozen. You like little Morphe?
4: Little Morphe's dead
3: I know. I was with him in the busted caper that croaked him. He got caught up on his beer bib. He gave me his name before he died.
4: Wow. If that's so, you might, you must be a right guy. Shake, come here, Homa. <laughs>
3: dum 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 dum. Ow, that was two beer cans being pushed together softly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's the matter, kid? Now huh? you soft? Come on, this calls for one on the house. Out of my way, Papadopoulos. Big Four is mixing these herself. The boys from Kansas City meet my bartender, Papadopoulos.
1: Papa who? It's Papadopoulos. Pleased to make your acquaintance.
4: Mm, was there anyone out here in particular you wanted to meet?
3: How about that gold-plated uh, playmobile over there?
4: Her? Uh, uh, that's Red O'Leary's property. Miss Anne Newhall. She came in here slumming. I think they call it. Her and Red looked at each other and. And, dearie, that was a look! Love, I think they call it. How about you check out Lisa instead?
1: Yes, the Interrogator might encourage trouble.
4: You shut up! Thump.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was just supposed to be a sock there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's supposed to be a punch. Because it's a sock.
8: <laughs>
1: Stop! Please!
0: I didn't mean anything.
1: No. Flora! No, don't hit me again. (laughs) Stop shaking,
4: Papadopoulos. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at anyone tonight.
1: That's good, Flora. It's nice to see you so happy. Flora, I got to see you
9: in private.
1: (laughs) Sure, take over,
4: honey. I got to talk to this boy. Come on in the back, Blue Point.
1: Yes, Flora,
4: I will. Why did you knock her around
3: like that? She barely can walk. She just learned like last week. Ain't you got a union? Uh, what can I do? Who's the gun she took in the back room? And why isn't there a baby gate up? It's just
1: some gangster.
3: I'm pretty
1: sure his name is Vance. Blue Point Vance.
3: Well oh, that's a cute nickname. I wonder how their parents came up with that. Anyway quite a few guns here this evening there's patty the mex hadn't seen him since the days of the old beer mob fat boy clark cokie Harmon, that frizzy blonde dame is angel grace cardigan isn't
1: it believe me everyone here's a criminal i always know who's a criminal i've been watching they've been drifting in here ever since that night that red o'leary came to san francisco must be a new daycare center Red O'Leary, the big gun? Please. He's nothing. I know nothing of such matters. Any idea what's the caper? I'm working on it, but I have no idea. Flora know? Flora doesn't know anything. She likes anybody that, you know, gives her money and brings it into the place. Smart baby, that Flora. Yes. (laughs) I must wait on a customer. Excuse me.
3: Looked up, big Flora was measuring her height against the wall, and then she came out of the back room with Bluepoint Vance. They laughed about something, and he waddled away. Then Flora went over and whispered to Anne Newhall, looking a little frightened. Anne got up, followed her into the back room, wobbly legs. Red gave her a reassuring smile as she disappeared through curtains. She almost fell over. I went over to Red's table.
9: What do you want, Seamus? Aren't you the cutest
3: little thing? Do you mind if I sit down?
9: Yeah, I mind, but it looks like
3: You don't. Sounds like somebody didn't put you in a car seat. Red, why don't you leave the girl be? This isn't her crowd.
9: Look, Spade, I don't mind your telling us that's the way you make You're living, but let's keep it formal, shall we?
3: You do know we're not underwater, right? Okay, Mr. O'Larry us who's the boss baby of this mob? Mob?
9: What? Don't
3: lie Lying is bad There's not a face in this room That doesn't have a picture of it Front view and profile With a number under it Brought to you by the number 1 And the letter A
9: Why Are You Telling
3: Because my job, and daddies have jobs, they have to go to work so that babies can eat, and my job is to look after Anne Newhall.
9: Go ahead if you think she needs it.
3: Red, you're making a 19-page script. Take 26 pages. But she needs it. She's drinking too much of the formula and it's beginning to show.
9: You're not a snob. Are you,
3: Sammy? You know, it's not nice to call people's names. You'll learn that when you're older. But why should a kid that's got everything it away for what you've got, which is nothing, a baby rattle and a pacifier?
9: You sound like you wish she'd throw it away in your direction.
3: I do indeed, Red. I do indeed, except I'd be on a list.
9: Now, look, Sam, I've been walking the straight and ever since I left Chicago.
3: Do you think I'm a whale? Is that why you're talking to me like, like that? But is that
9: what she told is that what you told her? That's what I told her and that's what I'm telling
3: It couldn't be that you're rushing Anne Newhall because you knows she knows her way around the Golden Gate Bank because she was pushed there in a buggy once.
9: Is it? I don't rush anything. Use your head, Sammy. You couldn't blow. The Golden Gate with A-bombs.
3: You know, Red, you might have a future working in the DMV. Ann might know what day the time locks are sprung. She's a smart babe. Or she might find out from her daddy.
9: Use your head, Sammy. Montgomery Street is... Crawling with cops, bank guards, who can lay their hands on more heavy artillery in 30 seconds than this mob ever saw in their. Lives. You've been watching too much
3: Electric Company. Guys have been crazy enough to try it.
9: Not this guy. Good.
3: Good boy. Good. You did good. Now what about Ann Newhall?
5: Oh my god, why are you saying my name? What do you mean, what about Ann Newhall? Huh, Mr. Spade?
3: Oh, well hello, little Miss Anne Newhall.
9: S- Sammy doesn't believe I've gone straight. And.
5: Oh my god, like I don't even understand why you would waste your time talking to a sneaky gumshoe like him. Oh my goodness, Red. Anyways.
9: I felt like. Talking to him. You got any objections?
5: Well, absolutely not, Red Darling. I just thought maybe you thought you had to be nice to him because he's working for a father.
9: He thinks he's. Working for you. Well,
5: absolutely not. He is not. Mr. Spade, I am so sick and tired of being followed around. Brett is very well qualified to protect me. And if you don't leave us alone, I'm going to ask him to protect me from you. Do I make myself clear?
3: Oh, somebody needs a nap. Okay, sweetie. I'll call your old man in the morning and tell him I'm through. You change your own diapers. I'm going to tell him why I'm through.
5: Yeah, you tell him why. It's because Red threatened you, I suppose.
3: No, baby cakes, that's not why. The why is because you aren't worth changing. I went home and tried to forget Anne Newhall. I did. Pretty nearly, but I couldn't shake the hunch I had about the mob in Big Flora's place. All those babies in one spot. I kept thinking about them and about your bank, Mr. Newhall. Your bank and the bank that faced it across the street on Montgomery contained a good part of the cash money in the city of San Francisco. For a daycare of cheap gunsles to knock over every one of those banks would be like splitting Gibraltar with a BB gun. Not that they should be carrying BB guns. But supposing the cops are really masterminded. A hundred really tough babes might crack both of them at once. I counted 30 in big floors alone, and they were still coming in with full diapers. It was a cute hunch. Really cute. They were so cute with their chubby cheeks, but wild. I decided to sleep on it. Next morning, I was reaching for the phone to call you.
5: Bring, 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 bring.
3: (laughs) When it rang.
5: Bring, 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 bring. Click. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, I just picked this phone
5: Oh, Mr. Spade This is Taylor Newhall
3: Oh, you must be sucking on the helium Yes, Mr. Newhall I was just going to call you about your daughter
5: Yeah. Mr. Spade, about my daughter. There's no point in your continuing on that job. I've decided that Mr. O'Leary is alright.
3: You, uh, you feeling alright this morning, Mr. Newhall? <laughs> Sounds like you need a nap.
5: Yes, Mr. Spade. <laughs> I've met O'Leary and. <laughs>
3: Just a minute! Is that a rhinoceros in the background?
5: Newhall. Thum, 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 thump, 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 thump,
3: thump. Shoot! Mr. Newhall, it sounds like a very light war is going on. Wh- where are you calling from? The bank?
5: No, I'm at home decided not to go into the bank today
3: you're a lucky man mr newhall
5: oh what do you mean by that
3: i'm looking out the window towards montgomery street mr newhall and i can barely see your bank for all the gun smoke
5: oh what is that i can't hear you
3: i can't hear myself after all the over all the crying i'll call you back mr newhall I couldn't see the bank building distinctly, but the block between Kearney, Kearney and Montgomery told me enough. Ten police squad cars were piled up near the corner, and the cops had been mowed down as they crawled out of the wreckage. The bandits had started the caper by knocking over the garage where the banks kept their their big wheels, and they moved down the lawn the lawn, as fast as they could, or the lawn. They both, they lawned the law. A police grenade blew one of the truck's, Sky high, and the cops moved in another few yards. But the babies had thrown up a barricade behind it and held their lines. Guns chattering, grenades exploding lightly, sirens screaming lightly, and the yells of the battling men. It was all like the soundtrack of All Quiet on the Western Front. The Battle of Montgomery Street had begun. <laughs>
4: The makers of Wild Root Cream Oil are presenting Blood Money, an adventure of Dashiell Hammett's famous private detective, Sam Spade. In just 21 words, I can sum up for you the reason why more and more men are using wild root cream oil all the time. Here they are. Mainly because wild root cream oil has the advantages that men expect from a fine hair tonic without the disadvantages they sometimes find. Yes, that's the gist of it. Now, what real men wants a tonic they, that plasters his hair and gives it a greasy, sissified look wild root cream oil never does that it grooms your head it grooms your head naturally without a trace of that slick down appearance or what men wants a head tonic that makes them smell like a perfume factory wild root cream oil never does that either this grand non-alcoholic product has just a slight masculine fragrance (laughs) besides (laughs) it does a really thorough job of grooming keeps your hair handsomely and trim relieves annoying relieves annoying dryness and removes loose ugly dandruff And remember, there's not a single drop of alcohol and wild root cream oil. What's more, it contains soothing lanolin. So get the big economy size at your drug or toilet goods counter. And next time you visit your barber, ask him to use wild root cream oil <laughs> on your hair and now back to blood money tonight's adventure with Sam Spade I hate
1: you <laughs> I'm
3: <was> drinking
4: <laughs> you're welcome
3: by the sound of the cowbell, the Battle of Montgomery Street was over. On the desk in my office, the afternoon papers screamed the news of the Siemens National... <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> Siemens National and Golden Gate Trust. That's what it is.
0: Yeah, I know. I have the maturity level of a teenager. I know,
3: you three-year-old. Double looting in five colors. <laughs> the returns weren't all in yet, but the score is... Stood at 16 coppers knocked off. Three times that many wounded and 12 innocent babies. Bank clerks and the like killed. Ooh, that that didn't mean for that to be dark. I should read ahead. <laughs> the bandits... <laughs> the bandits... <laughs> Too late, this is not edited. Yeah. <laughs> the bandits had lost seven known dead and 31 prisoners. The others, a 100-odd, had made a clean getaway using ordinary big wheels that were easily lost in traffic. I was reading the newspaper. I was reading the newspaper guesses as to the size of the loot. Around $10 million. Er, (laughs) Suddenly the dirt erred.
4: Sam! There's a man outside! I think... Oh, he's been shot.
3: I, I still don't know what's wrong with you There's
5: here. There's blood.
3: Oh. Put this fixed Vapor Rub on
1: and stay here.
5: <laughs> That's not going to help
1: her. No. She gave me the Robatasin. <laughs> <laughs> it healed it.
5: Oh,
4: um. <laughs> um. <laughs> chair pushed back.
3: My chair ummed.
4: <laughs> I'll see him in the outside <laughs> office.
3: What do you mean coming in here messing up my carpets? They jumped me at the chopper. It started. What started? You need a podiatrist. No, a pediatrician and a podiatrist. A pediatrician podiatrist is what you need. No, you got to listen to me. Spade, listen. Listen to me now. You
1: got to listen to me here. I don't think I got much more time. I've got like five slugs in me I a Terminator. I'm Blue Point Vance.
3: Yeah, you're a big part of Floras, one of the one of the babies that was on in the Montgomery Street push. What else? He babbled the way he told it, drool running down his chin. The babies was split up into ten groups. Each group had a leader, a baby leader. Each leader received a map and a detailed plan of his part in the operation. But none of them knew who made the plans. Probably some teenager. Each one took his orders from the group leader just ahead of him, like a chain letter scheme. Blue Point was the top link in the chain. I asked him, who was the Eisenhower?
9: I don't know. Every man's cut evenly, 100 grand. Every one of us knocked off. Up the TV for the others, see? That's what I mean. It started, see?
3: Yeah, but you're so muscular for how young you are. And who did you get your orders from? I, I don't know. <laughs> um. Come on, Blue Point. Try. Who was it? It, it, it was red. It was red on Hilly. Red, huh? I was afraid of that. Thump.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I fall. I'm <like> dead. <laughs> i F- something thumped.
4: <laughs> yes, Sam. Dead?
3: Yeah. Call homicide.
8: <laughs>
3: what?
5: Or homicide. Homicide.
3: No, they're gay. It's gay cops. Call homicide. <laughs> I'm here for the body.
8: <laughs> Yay!
0: Oh my God. Why would you die dressed like that? <laughs> Somebody put Stereotype on the radio. <laughs> Sam Spade's Drag Race. (laughs) Okay. Tell him to get the
3: boys up here with the changing basket. Take the rest of the day off.
4: Did he tell you anything?
3: You should probably stop doing that at your desk, but (laughs) (laughs) I finally figured out what's wrong with you.
4: (laughs) just can't get anything.
1: Some Elfie.
3: Some Elfie. Some. I can't get No. Satisfaction! <laughs> Bluepoint Vance said it had started. It had. They were dropping all day long in alleys, single, singly at first. Happy Jim Hacker and Ratface. His parents hated him. And then in twos and threes. Not
5: as much as Taserface.
3: And finally, <laughs> two dozen mowed down. They were lined up against a wall in a house on Fillmore Street. And for every baby killed, there was a bigger chunk of blood money per man among the survivors. Around six in the evening, I walked up Telegraph Hill to Big Flora's. The neon sign was dark. Curtains were drawn tight over the windows. A sign on the door said closed for alterations
0: yes I climbed
3: a flight of stairs to big floors rooms past the homo cops over the saloon and pounded on the door
8: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well
3: wacky Washburn sent me step inside <laughs> sorry for slamming that door so lightly <laughs> The microphone's barely picked it up. <laughs> oh, there we go. I got a little angrier.
4: <laughs> well, talking here, the ball is in use.
1: Dup, 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 dup. So, it's you, Flora. I thought I heard the door get lightly slammed. <laughs> Excuse me. I. Ow! <laughs> i told you to keep your trap shut in front of our guests no please flora don't beat me don't leave me like catwoman (laughs) i'll be good don't strike me again so you and
3: papadopoulos (laughs) (laughs) are at it again he your uh baby husband
4: him? Does little man love his big Flora?
1: No, Flora, please. Not that again. What's the matter, honey? Don't you like to be hugged? All babies like to be hugged. Yes, Flora, I do. But remember last time, the bat ribs, they had to take me up.
4: <laughs> you should have heard him scream. Squeal when they pulled off the adhesive. Sit down, honey, before you fall down. You too.
3: Thanks. Maybe I should call DCF on you.
4: All right, you talk. Who, what, and where?
5: Or why? Oh, why?
3: Well, the why of the matter is, I'm Piercy McGuire. I'm Piercy McGuire, and I want my hundred and fifty grand. I don't know why I'm saying... Show that. him the money!
8: Show the money, Flora! Uh... <laughs>
5: <It's> Percy liar <laughs> <McGuire.
4: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna call you Percy!
8: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> you but listen... Him.
5: Percy, <laughs> what you say? Percy. Percy. He said Percy, I,
0: I said Percy.
5: Did not, you know what? It's recorded. And okay, you well
0: we'll find out. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this unedited show.
4: Listen, Percy.
0: You got yeah, a bell. Percy. <laughs> it's <laughs> Percy.
4: it's uh, Percy. I'm it's about Percy. to your name to buy. You got a bell. You, you got to give it to the big gun!
3: I, I don't even know who that is. I barely know my own name.
4: That <laughs> makes two of us!
1: <laughs> but, Flora, that's not true. You know he's coming here this evening with the Joker and Penguin.
4: What was that you said, dearie?
1: Uh, now, uh, Flora. Darling. Ah! <laughs> no! Flora! No! I didn't mean to say anything wrong. Don't beat me. I swear I did not. I'll kill you. So help me this time. I'll kill you. Uh,
3: That's enough of that lightly slapping.
4: (laughs) Mm, Who says so?
3: I say so. Pick on someone your own size, like under three feet. You look
4: about my weight.
3: Better not, Flora. You might get hurt. I got a wooden spoon.
4: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
3: I can't be dancing around like this to so that That monkey music
8: What's that thing
3: called where they spin it and the monkey dances? A music box <laughs> No, not a music box. And the monkey dances on the street. Where is Lisa when I
4: she knows
8: all
3: the
1: words. It was bat box. It plays music. <laughs> yeah. it goes bam.
8: <laughs> no,
3: not that box. <laughs>
1: bat dance.
3: <laughs> you wi- you wind it up like a music box, but nothing pops out of it.
1: And pop goes the Batman. No, you
3: guys, I'll I'll look it up later. Just keep <laughs> going.
4: Like pop goes the weasel?
1: No, pop goes nothing. The
3: Batman. Nothing jumps out of the box. It just you wind it up and it plays music, but it's not a music box. It's bigger, and then the monkeys would dance with it. But this right. has nothing to do with this beat up man.
4: Well, Ugh. how about you defend yourself, man? Defend yourself.
3: Okay, I may not know what that box is called, but you <laughs> asked for it.
4: Thump, pow, punch, slam, <laughs> pow.
3: because batman was there (laughs) instead of actually using sounds of hitting they just said pow and (laughs) bam i got the worst of it from the beginning she led with her right like a woman what i didn't know was that she was a southpaw i got in a couple where they should have counted i don't like beating up babies but i will if i have to but where most women are soft she had muscle i was punchy before the round was over
5: ding dong
3: and when somebody rang the bell, <laughs> the doorbell, I was on the carpet. Saved by the bell. Cause mm-hmm. it's all right. <laughs> I'm saved by the bell.
4: Pardon me while I answer the door, Mr. McGuire. We'll finish this later. Oh let me just take your gun. You doing the sound effects on alone. I think that would be you. That would be you. <laughs> <laughs> Jail's got me. <laughs> Getting old, out of condition. But we had fun, didn't we? Help him up, Papadopoulos. Get him some water. dum
5: dum 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 I can't
1: believe those footsteps got louder when they were supposed to be fading. (laughs) Louder footsteps. It's like she's coming back. But you're all right.
3: Not badly hurt. Not badly hurt. I guess in 1946, it's okay to, to fight and beat up women. Besides that, my jaw's not
1: broken. Stay close by me this evening. I am the knight. We will help each other against against that she-devil.
3: That wouldn't be the big gun she's letting in now. Yes. Yes,
1: it is time.
4: Step in here, kids. You know Papadopoulos, Mr. McGuire?
1: Red O'Leary and Miss Newhall.
3: Oh,
9: God, it's this red guy. (laughs) Oh Oh, Oh,
5: my god, Miss Flora, like Red is so badly hurt.
4: Is that why he sounds that way? Hey! Why didn't you say so? What happened, Red? They jump you?
9: (laughs) it in your neck? (laughs) I bet you can't move your arm. (laughs) Can't move your arm. My arm. Arm. (laughs) Arm.
5: Like, oh my goodness, Flora, Red thought that you might know of a
4: doctor you could trust. Only Doc could know. Only Doc I know got knocked off with a bunch of Fillmore Street. Let me uh, let me have a look at
3: that red. I got some band aids right here.
4: You a doc, Mister McGuire? I don't think
3: he'd last to the hospital, and through the questioning they gave me here, what? You I don't think you? he'd last to the hospital, and through the questioning they gave me, they gave give him them. here. They give him there. I don't know <laughs> what I'm them. saying.
5: They give him there.
3: I
1: don't.
5: So, <laughs> he wouldn't make it through the hospital, and the question they give him there.
1: Listen, Anne. You know I for am somebody that doesn't want to read. She sure says a lot. I know.
3: <laughs> Listen, here. Put this diaper rash ointment on it. Right on your mouth. Are you
1: done with your line?
3: Yes, I gave him the diaper rash ointment. What more do you want from
5: no! me? No, 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 no! Don't say that.
3: He's lost a lot of blood, but he's tough. Wrap this diaper around it. The slug's stuck in the neck muscle. I can dig it out. You got any disinfectant in the
5: house? No, because everybody's bought it.
4: (laughs) Well, we were able to get some iodine before the rush happened, but it's mostly
3: dried
1: (laughs) up. Wow, that was quick. Did you leave the lid off? It was cheap. You. I bought it in a garage in Tennessee. (laughs) How timely. You, listen
3: carefully, Miss Newhall. Yes. go down to the corner drugstore get some alcohol some
5: but they're ba- sold out <laughs> I don't care
3: they got some, some baby wipes get a pacifier get one of those little shaky things that make noises get cotton get some gauze the kind with the blue cross on it if he doesn't have that kind tell him to phone out for some
9: because I'm I don't know why <laughs> bleeding she don't- Oh. You don't want to, write to me. I don't know
4: as I. Shut
3: up. <coughs> Shut up and go to your room and don't come out until I tell you to. Or go out in the kitchen instead and boil some water. Get some towels and some clean rags. There's gonna be a birth here. Hurry up.
5: I ain't birthing no babies. <laughs> I don't know nothing about birthing no babies. <laughs>
3: I started digging the slug out of Red O'Leary's neck. I was good at the game operation, so as long as I didn't touch the sides, his nose wouldn't turn red. It took about an hour. Uh. He was out. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. He was out most of the time. I put a bandage on it, a bandage with little duckies on it. I knew he would like that. Using Flora's iodine for disaffected or what was left of it. He was still running a fever when he got to his feet wearing his lips in a grin. His right arm hung useless. He reached out with his left to pick up his shoulder holster, and the gun wasn't in it anymore. The other empty holster was mine.
9: Wears.
3: Flora, I sent her out to boil some more water. Wears.
1: Shall we talk? Listen, there's no time to talk. <sighs> Gotta stop the Riddler. I know that you sent that girl to phone the police. Talk. Call Commissioner Gordon, Mr. Spade. Yes, I also know that you are Sam
9: Spade. And no stool pigeon. She wouldn't rat on me. She would
3: if she thought it was the only way of saving your life. If she got what I was trying to tell her, that's what she thinks.
9: Why you? No, no, he is right, Mr. O'Leary.
1: That she-devil will kill us all. Better the police. Spade, listen to me. Let me get out past the police and I'll give you everything. Go on
3: out. Who's stopping you? I took the baby gate down a long time ago. Look out the window.
1: clothes men watching the door. Waiting for a squad car. I'm old. I'm sick. Been beaten up too many times by Killer Croc. What have I to do with the robberies? Nothing. You're it here. I'm a slave. A slave for you. I, who am near the end of my life. Abuse. Cursing. Beatings. And those are not enough. Now I must go to prison. Because of that, that she-devil, you will let me go out. I'll give you that she-devil. I'll give you the money they stole. Explains why you always have a yellow boa constrictor around your neck. But
3: how can I get you out?
1: How not? You're a friend of the police. You can take me out past your friends, the police. I'm just a vigilante. Do what I ask, and I'll give you the monies. 10 million dollars.
5: Why have millions? Anyway. Oh, no,
1: Make <laughs> no mistake, when that she-devil comes back into this room, you'll die. Both of you. She will kill you. Certainly. Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Dapadopolis! Dum, 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 dum,
4: dum, dum.
3: Sounds like it's too late. Someone's up from their nap.
4: Where are you, you old hound? I'm
1: uh, in i in
4: here, Flora. Where is that stool pigeon? Ha! There you are. Put the police on me, will you? Who? Me? <coughs> I tip the police? You or that dame that came here with red? You're done, both of you. You hear me? Done.
1: No, wait. Wait, Flora. Not here like this, please. Don't give the police such evidence. Let me take them into. The cellar, the bat cellar.
4: Okay, but make it quick, dearie. Soon as that squad car gets here, they'll be pounding at the door. Call me when you finish, and I'll help you haul them out of sight.
1: (laughs) You'll march ahead of me if either one of you makes one move. I won't shoot you. I'll just beat you. I am holding two guns on you, but I will hit you with the guns. I don't believe in using guns. Rhett and I walked ahead of Papadopoulos
3: into the hall, and then I shot Red in the face so he couldn't talk again.
5: (laughs) It doesn't say that.
3: Oh, it doesn't say that? (laughs) Damn it. I guess he's got more lines.
9: (laughs) Yes, he does. Hey, what's the sound in
5: Batman when they, like, go? Like, it's like, doo-doo-doo-doo. What is it? (laughs) Yeah, that. That's what I want to do for that sound. Okay.
3: So the sound effects said that she wanted to do that for the sound. (laughs) So then I opened the door, he indicated. Switched on the basement light because he was too short to reach it and helped red down the uneven flight of steps. I don't know
1: how you want me to sound any more hoarse. Listen to me. (laughs) I will first show you the monies, and then I'll give you that she-devil. You'll not forget your promise. I shall go out
9: through
3: the police. Sure, sure, sure.
9: How... About me. You think
3: Big Flora would let a rabbit like him change her plans?
9: So, Big Flora was the boss that <laughs> a laugh
5: uh uh
1: now turn around both of you here take these what kind of joke is this supposed to be a knock knock joke I'll give you these guns to show you I keep my promise now quickly follow me I'll show you where the monies are hidden
3: I followed him Red O'Leary to the end of the low passageway. It was slow, because Red crawled. He wasn't a walker yet. Papadopoulos got down on his knees and started c- crawling out the wall like a rat. With what trembling part? hands, he lifted out a section of loose bricks. Lego bricks, that is. And then we saw it. It was still in the boxes and bags, the way it came, carried from the banks. He insisted on opening some of them to show me the money. Hundreds of bundles of green-stacked Monopoly money at a metal-lined cell that was as dry and airless as the character of Red and the bank vault they lived in before. And I started walking before I stopped talking.
5: Um, Because that's what it says. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Make fun of me this whole script. At least I know how to read. (laughs)
1: That 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 as, as 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 you 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 c c c c <laughs> is 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 the 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 the, the man, man, now 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 no, for 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 that 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 she 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 you 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 will 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 stamp I forgot to mention these I, when when when, when, when I, I
3: I I forgot to mention we landed in a baseball stadium.
1: <laughs> bring, bring 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 her down 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 the stairs stairs, 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 stairs stairs You 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 will, will, will. no 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 what 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 to do 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 do
3: Now I know it says echo, but I don't think they're in a canyon. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be like an echo in a hallway.
7: Doesn't matter. (laughs) Get
0: an echoing effect. (laughs) And that's that's why I'm not the foley artist. Yeah, we
9: will know what to do.
3: He wasn't long in coming back because he was in one of those little things where it has the wheels on the bottom and the little toys on top with the tray. I don't know what those are called either.
5: Walkers.
3: Walkers. That's it.
4: Look at this stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's that word again? I gave her oh. a dingle hopper.
3: <laughs> a walker is a- <laughs> no dingle it's for your hair. A walker is a zombie, so I don't think that's what it's called. Yeah. Floor came down the steps ahead of him. (laughs) That's just Alpha. She almost fell down. She's still new to walking. She had a gun in each hand. Her gray eyes were everywhere. Should have been in her head, but they were everywhere. Her head was down like an animal's coming to a fight. Her nostrils quivered. Her body coming down, not fast, (laughs) not slow, kind of in between like medium, was balanced like a dancer's. She was a beautiful Fight bread animal.
4: Come out! Come out or I'll come and get you!
3: And we decided to skip Red's line here.
9: Stay! Damn it! I want the first crack! Uh, I think the he's gonna call her an old witch. <laughs> Red, go stand in front
3: of that gun.
5: <laughs> you know, Spade. <laughs> just because he talks slow doesn't mean he is any less important to the script. Red,
3: stand right in front of the gun. She's going to fire shots at you any second. Go for it. Stand right
9: there. <laughs>
5: I already thump
3: We all clapped as she dropped red without moving, <laughs> <laughs> moving a muscle that I could see. I guess the poor guy must have been a little feverish from his wound. Running into that open, like that firing wildly that I told him to.
5: <laughs> it's your fault, babe.
3: I felt heroic myself.
5: <laughs> because you killed Red. Yes. <laughs> I just
3: aim, I just aimed the best way I knew how from my ambush and squeezed the trigger.
1: pew, pew.
5: <laughs> you
1: bumbling idiot! You shot the wrong one! You shot the wrong
9: one!
3: Even though my aim had been bad, I was pretty sure I shot the right one. I aimed for it's his leg, red. but got him in the side. After that last scream, he didn't make any more noise. He stopped crying, stopped babbling, stopped whining. Then he didn't move anymore. Big Flora let the guns fall from her hands as she knelt down beside his body, his tiny, tiny little body, still in the diaper.
4: What did you do that for? I was the one with the gun on you. Why didn't you shoot me instead?
3: Because your character's less annoying. And I figured who he was when he let him... I can't read, you're right. I figured who he was when he let him bring me down here where the money was without squawking your head off.
4: He was the smartest, kindest man that ever lived.
3: Sure, he was smart and kind, but every line took four hours for him to say.
5: No, no, that, that was Red, that, that Flora oh. shot.
9: <sighs> What did you you shot, shot Papa Papadopoulos. You Oh, I shot Papadopoulos. Yes, you shot Mixed.
3: Papadopoulos. Who shot red? Yeah, oh. I shot red? Oh well, thank God. So, <sighs>
8: who did he shoot now?
3: I don't know. None of this makes any sense. Smart enough and kind enough to put them about three hundred people out of their misery. Listen, Flora. Don't you know he gave us guns and brought us down here so he'd knock you off and he'd have all the loot to himself, didn't ya? Didn't ya? You can't follow the simple premise of this script like I can.
4: He wasn't a man of of much muscle. He wasn't much of a man for muscle. But he had brains, see? (laughs) You can't say that about my Homer, though. He was smarter than any copper that ever lived. You killed a great man. I hope you feel good about it.
3: Yeah, you and he are quite a team. Nobody would have suspected that the arch gunner, of the biggest mob in history was Big Flora's whipping boy. Literally. I never wanted to bat him around like
4: I had to.
1: I never really hurt
4: him. We used to laugh about it afterwards.
0: All right there. All right. Let's all get down to your exits are covered. Got the bulls out, everything like that. Come out with your hands clasped behind your necks or I'm going to lasso you as I ride this bull right out the gate. Yee-haw! This is the police!
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Keep your shirt on. Come on. Let's get it over. No use fighting anymore. You really loved the
3: little baby, didn't you, Flora? So what? Who are you to laugh at us? Yeah, you're right, Flora. Who am I to laugh at you? Oh, sorry.
0: When did he turn into Mutley hmm.
3: <laughs> After the cops had cleaned up at Big Flora's, I took your loving daughter on home in a taxi, Mr. Newhall. She itemized account. See the itemized account and closed. She was pretty broken up about Red O'Leary's death. She cried all the way. I put her over my shoulder and pet her back, but she never stopped. She threw up a little bit down my back. But I think she'll recover. Please don't leave either your $10 million or your daughter lying around loose again, as the entire incident has caused me a great deal of trouble, and I will therefore have to charge you for my regular fee of $25 a day. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and expenses of $15,000 billion a day instead of the usual fee for tailing. Period. End of report.
4: Oh, Sam! I wish you'd just take one little package of that money! I'd never have missed it!
3: Elfie, put the vibrator down. I'm surprised at you. That wouldn't be ethical.
4: I don't know why you have to get ethical every time the office
8: furniture.
3: Wow. Hey, what's this?
4: Oh, letter for you. Came this morning.
3: Just like you. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? It's from the Golden Gate Trust. A reward for my services. Well, hurry up. Open it. Aha, uh-huh, a check.
4: It's a check. All right. How much? that's how much my check was three dollars and 83 cents
3: what's that for more bibs
4: i don't know it's made out to big flora's bar and grill signed by you and stamped returned for lack of funds
3: well how do you like
4: that i'll get used to it i suppose in time. Good night, Sam.
3: Good night, baby cakes. Goochy gooch goo. Sleep tight. I'm going to read you a bedtime story. Nighty
4: night. Good night, sweetheart. <laughs>
9: no, red red's <dead>. Redstone. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Was it fun?
8: (laughs)
0: All right. Who were your characters, Jail? You were red. I was red. He He talked like a whale. He was a man constantly moving in slow slow motion. motion. Mm. (laughs) Uh,
4: And then Papadopoulos was Batman. Papadopoulos was Batman.
3: And the Uh, cop uh, was uh, a
4: cowboy. Radio
9: cowboy. Cowboy.
3: Oh, oh, radio cowboy. Okay. That's
0: right. And Vance was Arnold
9: Schwarzenegger.
3: Ah, Nice. And Laura, you were?
5: I was Anne Newhall.
0: Who was a ghost? No, no that was Taylor. Newhall was Taylor, Taylor Newhall was the ghost. Taylor
5: Newhall was a ghost, and Anne Newhall was overdramatic. Overdramatic. Oh, sorry,
0: they were both the same to me. It was like Laura was really here. I thought it was a Valley Girl.
5: Oh, I, I never said my, and God. Oh my, God, oh my God!
3: I thought That's you same.
5: did. She didn't. Oh my God!
3: I was. Jagged me with a dramatic. spoon. I was Sam Spade, and he was Talked
5: talking to a
4: baby.
0: baby. He thought everyone was a baby. And so it's like how you talk to us as we're doing sound check. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, I was the announcer.
3: <gasps> you were Corey Feldman.
4: <laughs> Corey Ham. Christopher Walken. Yes, that was
3: pretty good. I can't do Christopher Walken. I get. wish I could.
4: And then I was Effie. She was everyone. having an orgasm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure
5: was.
4: <laughs> 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 um, and then Big Flora.
5: With Marge Simpson? Yeah. Is that everyone? Yeah. Who were the sound effects? <laughs> They we're Laura. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm really great at sound effects, guys.
3: Very subtle sound effects.
5: I'm a very subtle person.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, let's revisit this beer cooler.
4: J. L. L. Cola never went away. Never went away. J. L. L. Cola never went away. Never went away. J. L. L. Cola,
8: boom.
3: All right, JL, what is this again?
0: It is from Cigar City, their margarita goes up. Uh, I'm going to say that faster just so this episode doesn't hit two and a half hours. Too late. Too late. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's refreshingly
3: tart. All right, Sabrina, what's
0: your thoughts?
4: Uh, I really liked it. Um, it is very tart from the first sip, um, but I need more pineapple. I there's no pineapple in it. <laughs> um, I'd easily give it a six.
0: You give everything a six, unless That's we expect not you to true. give it a six. Then you rate it like crap.
4: <laughs> but I like this one. It was a six. I finished it early on. I like this one better than the last margarita gozo we had gozo we had. I did not like that one. No.
5: No, I definitely think it's better than the last margarita Gozo we had. Um the first sip was, was really tart and kind of yeah. rough. Um, but The sips that followed, it finished really limey. like It had a a good crisp lime flavor as the finish. I think maybe it just burned my taste buds off on the first sip in the tartness. (laughs) but um, No, I did enjoy it. I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as some of the other beers we've had, but it was good. I could drink four of these. I'll give it a four.
3: All right. I, I like this. Cigar City puts out some quality stuff. I'm always surprised when I like Cigar City because they put out flavors I generally don't think I would enjoy, but I like most of their stuff. Um, I'm going to give it a three only because of the watermelon taste. I don't think... I think this is a good beer, but I think uh, four would not go down smooth for me. I'd be sick of the taste after three, but I do recommend picking up this beer and trying it. So despite the middle of the road rating, it's still a good beer, really enjoyable, clean finish um it is tart but not
0: super tart yep going with the three all right beer master it's not bad it is very tart especially after the first sip like you definitely get that tart right at the way and i like how it says refreshingly tart because like you take a sip and it's like oh this isn't too bad and then that final like gulp you just go whoo there's that lime but overall i think it's got a great drinkability i think this is much better than the last margarita goes that we had i would have to give it a five all right sabrina where can you find us
4: you can find us on Facebook with the official Podcast 42 Facebook page. We're on Spreaker, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast. If you found us and listening to us now, guess what? You found where we're located. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. job. We have a website. It is podcast42show.wordpress.com. It has all of our beer guides and listings on there, episode guides as well. Um, we're on Patreon, so if you would like to send us some money to help continue with these podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated it helps uh, especially pay for right some beers. Now. Especially right now. Says we're all out um, of work. That's and right. Let's have, have a job. <laughs> that's right. Um, and... Uh, You can email us as well, podcast42show at gmail.com, podcast42show at gmail.com. Go ahead and send any thoughts, uh, show ideas, anything at all that you may think of and would like to email us about. And of course, our phone number has changed, not that anyone (laughs) actually called us besides Bruder. Uh, It is now 727-238-5887. Please call us. Please call us. We're really bored and need all of the attention Please you can spare. call us every day. 727-238-5887. We're part of the PodFix Network. You can find a bunch of other podcasts on there as well. So if you've got a little bit of time on your hands, go check us out. And... Our artwork is by Cute Panda. You can find Cute Panda for commissions on Facebook and our theme music is by Cremo. Find more music on cremo.net or on Facebook under Cremo.
3: All right. Well, that puts another uh, episode in the can. I'm Christopher DeVos.
4: I'm Sabrina Pierre.
3: JL Troce.
5: I'm Laura. Bye.
3: Don't touch your face.
5: Catch you on the flippity flop. Young
10: fresh cheese bag.
9: Not all
3: conversations or events are 100% accurate, as
7: if you didn't figure
3: that out already. Some
7: things are changed or added, or
3: even deleted, for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified, and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening.
6: This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.
7: American Radio Theater presents a recreation of a lost old-time radio show. Episode 1 of Sam Spade, called The Blood Money Caper. The hair-raising adventures of Sam Spade, Detective. Brought to you by the makers of Wild Root Cream Oil for the hair.
6: Sam Spade,
2: Detective Agency.
7: Hello, sweetheart.
2: It's me, Sammy the Spade. Sam, is it over? Who's behind the Battle of Montgomery Street? Well, I'll tell you all about it when I get there. What a day. I I even had a fight with a... Well, I guess you'd call it a woman. Why,
4: everyone knows you can lick any woman your weight.
2: (laughs) Not this one. Sharpen a couple of pencils, sweetheart. I'll be right over to dictate my report on the blood money caper.
7: The Adventures of Sam Spade presented each Sunday by Wild Root Cream Oil the non-alcoholic hair tonic that will put your hair back in place again grooming it neatly, naturally, the way you want it Why does a girl turn thumbs down on a man? Well, here's one very important reason According to a recent survey, 97 out of 100 girls dislike a man whose hair is either unkempt or too slicked down. So don't look that way. Spruce up with wild root cream oil. It grooms your hair neatly and naturally. And as our survey shows, that's exactly how girls like to see it. Non-alcoholic wild root cream oil contains lanolin, the soothing oil that's so much like the oil of your own skin. Four out of five users in a nationwide test preferred Wild Root Cream Oil. And you'll like it too. And now, Wild Root brings to the air the greatest private detective of them all in The Adventures of Sam Spade.
2: I just ran into a closed fist Get your book, let's get started
6: Get any of the ten million dollars,
1: (laughs) Sam?
2: Yeah, all of it But there's a hole in my pants pocket Come on, shake the lead out of your pencil
8: Look what I got, Sam (laughs) It writes underwater
2: Well, for this report, you'll need one that writes under Humphrey Bogart Put it on our best stationery It's going to the president of the Golden Gate Trust Company Uh, What's left of it Ready?
7: I'm always ready, Sam (laughs) Dear Mr.
2: Newhall, you may consider this my final report. There's nothing more I can do or want to do. From here out, your daughter, Anne, is your problem. Two weeks ago, you retained me to check on her movements. You suspected she was seeing a man known as Red O'Leary. You also said you feared he was a, quote, a disreputable character. Well, you were right on both counts. On the night of September 16th, I picked up the subject, your daughter, at the Blue Bottle Bar and Grill. She and Mr. O'Leary were seated in a booth in the rear, punishing the phony Scotch. I kept a plant on them, and during the next ten days, they met regularly at the Blue Bottle. They never went anywhere else, just sat and talked. That is, and talked, Red listened. This routine continued until last night. I trailed them to a joint called Big Floras on Telegraph Hill. I cooled my heels outside for a while, and I then went in after them. Good. Yeah, another one over here. Big Flora's was a new gin mill on the hill. Well, it had been going less than a month, but it was going strong. I drifted over to the bar, threw a fast case around the place. No local guns, strictly an out of state mob. O'Leary and your daughter were in a side booth. Big Flora herself pinned me with a look when I entered. She stood at least five foot ten in my stocking feet, broad shouldered, deep bosomed, thick armed a pink accordion-pleated throat, a handsome, brutal face.
6: Just get in town, dearie, or are you the local talent?
2: I'm from K.C., that make you happy?
6: K.C., huh? Poby?
2: Poby Pushkin? Uh, He's still eating Jude.
6: Know him, huh? What's your name?
2: I got a dozen. Uh, You like Little Morphy?
6: Little Morphy's dead.
2: (laughs) Yes, I know. I I was with him in the busted caper that croaked him. He gave me his name before he died.
6: Well, if that's so, you must be a right guy. Shake! Ow! What's the matter, kid? You soft? Come on, this calls for one on the house. Out of my way, Papadopoulos. Big Flora's mixing these herself. This boy is from Kansas City. Meet my bartender, Papadopoulos.
11: Papa who? Uh, Papadopoulos. Pleased to make your acquaintance.
6: Was there anyone here in particular you wanted to meet?
2: Well, how about that uh, gold-plated mouse over there?
6: Her? Uh Uh-uh. That's Red O'Leary's property. Miss Anne Newhall. She came in here slumming, I think they call it. Her and Red looked at each other, and dearie, that was a look. Look. Love, I think they call it.
11: Yes, uh, to talk to her might encourage trouble. You shut up! Please, I I, I did not mean anything. No, Flora, no, don't strike me again.
6: Stop shaking, Papadopoulos. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at anyone tonight.
11: I am so glad, Flora. It is nice to see you so happy. Flora, Flora, I gotta see you in private.
6: Sure, take over, honey. I gotta talk to this boy. Come in the back room, Blue Point.
11: Uh, Yes, Flora, dear.
2: Hey, uh, why do you let her knock you around like that, pap? Ain't you got a union? What can I do? Well, who's the gun she took in the back room? Some gangster,
11: I think. Vance is his name. Blue Point Vance.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Quite a few guns here this evening. There's Patty the Mix. I haven't seen him since the days of the old beer mob. Fat Boy Clark. Cokie Harmon. That frizzy blonde dame is... Is Angel Grace Cardigan, isn't it?
11: Uh, believe me, everyone here is a criminal. They've been drifting in here ever since that Red O'Leary came to San Francisco. A new mob? Red O'Leary, the big gun? Please, I know nothing of such matters. Well, any idea what's the caper? I have no idea. Flora know? Flora don't know. She likes anybody that brings money into the place.
2: Smart <laughs> girl, Flora. Uh,
11: yes. I, I, I must wait on the customer. Excuse me.
2: I looked up. Big Flora was coming out of the back room with Blue Point Vance. They laughed about something, and he walked away. Then Flora went over and whispered to Anne Newhall. Looking a little frightened, Ann got up and followed her into the back room. Red gave her a reassuring smile as she disappeared through curtains. I went over to Red's table.
10: What you want, Sheamus?
2: Mind if I sit down?
10: Yeah, I mind. But it looks like you don't mind. Red, why don't you leave the girl be? This isn't her crowd. Look, Spade. I don't mind your tailing us. That's the way you make your living. But let's keep it formal, shall we?
2: Okay, Mr. O'Leary, let's. Who's the boss gun of this mob? Mob? What mob? Uh, Don't be coy. There's not a face in this room that doesn't have a picture of it. Front view and profile with a number under it. Uh, Why are you telling me? My job is to look after Anne Newhall. Well, go ahead if you think she needs it. If she needs it, she's drinking too much and it's beginning to show. Uh, you're not a snob, are you, Sammy? Why should a kid that's got everything throw it away for what you've got,
10: which is nothing? Uh, you sound like you wish you'd throw it all your way. I do indeed, Red. I do indeed. <laughs> now look, Sam. I've been walking the street, now, well, <laughs> ever since I left Chicago. Uh, that's what you told her? That's
2: what I told her, and that's what I'm telling you. It couldn't be that you're rushing Ann Newhall because she knows her way around the Golden Gate Bank. Use your head, Sammy. You couldn't blow the Golden Gate with A-bombs. Anne might know what day the time locks are sprung. Or she might find out from her daddy.
10: Use your head, Sammy. Montgomery Street is crawling with cops, bank guards who can lay their hands on more heavy artillery
2: in 30 seconds than this mob ever saw in their lives. Guys have been crazy enough to try it. Not this guy. Good. Now, what about Anne Newhall?
4: What about Anne Newhall, Mr. Spade?
2: Uh, oh, uh, hello, Miss Newhall.
10: Sammy doesn't believe I've gone straight, Anne.
4: Oh, why do you waste your time talking to a sneaky gumshoe like him anyway, Red?
10: I felt like talking to him. You got any objections?
4: Oh, of course not, Red, darling. I, I just thought... Oh, maybe you thought you had to be nice to him because he's working for Father. Well,
10: he thinks he's working for you.
4: Well, he's not. Mr. Spade, I'm tired of being followed around. Red is very well qualified to protect me, and if you don't leave us alone, I'm going to ask him to protect me from you. Do I make myself clear?
2: Okay, sweetheart, I'll call your old man in the morning and tell him I'm through. And I'm going to tell him why I'm through. Oh, because Red threatened you, I suppose. <laughs> no, sweetheart, that's not why. The why is because you aren't worth protecting. I went home, tried to forget Ann Newhall. I did pretty nearly. But I couldn't shake the hunch I I had about the mob in Big Flora's place. I kept thinking about them and about your bank, Mr. Newhall, your bank, and the bank that faced it across the street on Montgomery. It contained a good part of the cash money in the city of San Francisco. For a mob of cheap gunsels to knock over every one of those banks would be like splitting Gibraltar with a BB gun. But supposing the cops were really masterminded, a hundred really tough guns, they might crack both of them at once. I'd counted 30 in Big Flores alone, and they were still coming in when I left. It was a cute hunch, but but wild. I decided to sleep on it, and next morning I I was reaching for the phone to call you. Oh, and it rang. Yes?
11: Mr. Spade, this is Taylor Newhall.
2: Oh, yes, Mr. Newhall. I was just going to call you. About your daughter.
11: Yes, Mr. Spade, about my daughter.
3: There's no point in your continuing on that job. I've decided that Mr. O'Leary is all right.
2: Are you feeling all right this morning, Mr. Newhall? Yes, Mr. Spade, Uh, Just a minute, Newhall. (laughs) Mr. Newhall, are you calling from the bank?
3: No, I'm at home. I decided not
8: to go into the bank today.
2: Well, you're a lucky man, Mr. Newhall.
8: What do you mean by
2: that? I'm looking out my window toward Montgomery Street, Mr. Newhall, and I can barely see your bank for the gun smoke.
3: What's that? I can't hear you.
2: I can't hear myself. I'll call you back, Mr. Newhall. I couldn't see the bank buildings distinctly, but the block between Kearney and Montgomery told me enough. Ten police squad cars were piled up near the corner, and the cops had been mowed down as they crawled out of the wreckage. The bandits had started the caper by knocking over the garage where the banks keep their armored trucks. And they mowed down the law as fast as it could come in. A police grenade blew one of the trucks sky high, and the cops moved in another few yards, but the gunsels had thrown up a barricade behind it and held their lines. Guns chattering, grenades exploding, sirens screaming, and the yells of the battling men. Well, it was like a soundtrack of all quiet on the Western
7: Front. The battle of Montgomery Street had begun. makers of Wild Root Cream Oil are presenting Blood Money, an adventure by Dashiell Hammett's famous private detective, Sam Spade. In just 21 words, I can sum up for you the reason why more and more men are using Wild Root Cream Oil all the time. And here they are. Mainly because Wild Root Cream Oil has the advantages that men expect from a fine hair tonic without the disadvantages they sometimes find. Yes, that's the gist of it. Now, what real man wants a tonic that plasters his hair and gives it that greasy, sissified look? Well, Wild Root Cream Oil never does that. It grooms your hair naturally, without a trace of that slicked-down appearance. And what man wants a hair tonic that makes him smell like a perfume factory? Wild Root Cream Oil never does that either. This grand, non-alcoholic product has just a slight masculine fragrance. Besides, it really does a thorough job of grooming keeps your hair handsomely in trim, and relieves annoying dryness and removes those ugly flakes of dandruff. And remember, there's not a single drop of alcohol in Wild Root Cream Oil. What's more, it contains soothing lanolin. So get your big economy size at the drug or toilet goods counter near you. And next time you visit your barber, ask him to use Wild Root Cream Oil on your hair. And now, back to Blood Money, tonight's adventure with Sam Spade.
2: By 12 o'clock, the Battle of Montgomery Street was over. On the desk in my office, the afternoon papers screamed the news of the Siemens National and Golden Gate Trust double looting in five colors. The returns weren't all in yet, but the score stood at 16 coppers knocked off, three times that many wounded. And twelve innocent spectators, bank clerks, and the like killed. The bandits had lost seven known dead and thirty-one prisoners. The others, a hundred odd, had made a clean getaway using ordinary cars that were easily lost in traffic. I was reading the newspaper guesses as to the size of the loot, around ten million dollars.
6: Sam, there, there's a man outside. I think he's been
4: shot. Oh, there's blood I'm just. Stay all in over.
2: here. Ah. I'll see him in the outside office. What do you mean coming in here messing up my carpets? They jumped me. It started. What started? You need a doctor. You, you gotta listen to me, Spade.
1: I don't think I got much more time. I got five slugs in me. I'm Blue Point Vance.
2: Yeah, you're a pal of Big Flora's, one of the mob in the Montgomery Street push. What else? Well, he talked. Way told it, the mob was split up into ten groups. Each group had a leader. Each leader received a map and a detailed plan of his part of the operation, but none of them knew who made the plans. Each one took his orders from the group leaders just ahead of him, like a chain letter scheme. Blue Point was the top link in the chain. I asked him who was the Eisenhower.
9: I don't know
2: every
1: man's cut a hundred grand. every one of us knocked off.
2: Ups the divvy for the others, see? That's what I mean. It started, see? Yeah, but but who'd you get your orders from? I... uh, Come on, Blue Point, try. Who was it? It it was... It was Red. Red O'Leary. Red, huh? I was afraid of that. Uh, uh, uh. Effie? Yes, Sam? Dead? Yeah. Call Homicide. Tell him to get the boys up here with the basket. Uh, Take the rest of the day off.
8: Did he tell you anything?
2: Some, Effie. Some. Blue Point Vance said it had started. It had. They were dropping all day long in alleys, singly at first. Happy Jim Hacker and Ratface. Then in twos and threes and finally two dozen mowed down where they lined up against a wall in a house on Fillmore Street. And for every mobster killed, there was a bigger chunk of blood money per man among the survivors. Around six in the evening, I I walked up Telegraph Hill to Big Flores. The neon sign was dark, curtains drawn tight over the windows, and a sign on the door said, Closed for alterations. I climbed a flight of stairs to Big Flora's rooms over the saloon, pounded on the door. Well? Wacky Washburn sent me.
6: Step inside. We'll talk in here. The parlor's in use. So it's you, Flora. Oh, I thought
11: I heard the door. Oh, excuse me.
6: I told you to keep your trap shut in front of our guests. No,
2: please, Flora, I will be good. Don't don't strike me again. So you and Papadopoulos are at it again. Is he your husband?
6: Him? Does little man love his big Flora? Oh, no, Flora, please, not that. What's the matter, honey? Don't you like to be hugged? Oh,
11: yes, Flora, yes, but remember last time, my ribs, and they had to tape me up.
6: <laughs> you should have heard him squeal when I pulled off the adhesive. Sit down, honey, before you fall down. You too. Thanks. All right, you talk. Who, what, and why?
2: I'm Percy McGuire. I'm Percy McGuire, and I want my hundred and fifty grand.
6: Listen, Percy, you got a bill. You've got to give it to the big gun.
2: I don't even know who it is.
6: That makes two of us. But Flora, that is not true. He's coming here this evening. What was that you said, dearie? Uh, n- n-
11: now, Flora, Flora, darling. Uh, no, 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 Flora, no. I did not mean to say anything wrong. I-, I swear I did not. I'll kill you. So help me. This time I'll kill
6: you. No,
2: no. Oh, come on. That, that's enough of that. Who says so? Well, I say so. Pick on someone your own size.
6: You look about my weight.
2: You better not, Flora. You might get hers.
6: Oh, defend yourself, man. Defend yourself.
2: Okay, sister. You asked for it. Well, I got the worst of it from the beginning. She led with a right like a woman, but what I didn't know was that she was a southpaw. I got in a couple where they should have counted, but where most women are soft, she had muscle. I, w- I was punching before the round was over. And, and when somebody rang the doorbell, I was on the carpet, saved by the bell.
6: Pardon me while I answer that door, Mr. McGuire. We'll finish this later. Oh, let me just take your gun. Whew. Getting old. Out of condition. But we had fun, didn't we? Help him out, Papadopoulos. Get him some water.
11: You, you are all right? You are not badly hurt? I, my jaw's not broken. Uh, stay, stay close by me this evening. We will help each other against that she-devil. That wouldn't be the, uh, the big gun she's letting in now. Y- yes, yes, it is time.
6: Step in here, kids. You know Papadopoulos, Mr. McGuire, Red O'Leary, and Miss Newhall.
10: Ah, McGuire, eh?
4: Miss Flora, Red is badly hurt.
6: Hurt? Why didn't you say so? What happened, Red? They jump you?
10: uh, slug in my neck. Can't move
2: my arm.
4: Red thought you might know of a doctor we could trust.
6: Only Doc I know got knocked off with that bunch on Fillmore Street.
2: Well, let me have a look at that, Red.
6: You a Doc, Mr. McGuire?
2: I don't think he'd last to the hospital and through the questioning they'd give him there before they touched this.
4: Oh No, no, don't say now, that. He's lost
2: a lot of blood, but he's tough. The slug's stuck in the neck, muscle. I can dig it out. You got any disinfectant in the house?
6: Nothing but a little bottled tincture of iodine, but it's mostly dried up.
2: You, listen carefully, Miss Newhall. Yes? Go down to the corner drugstore, get some alcohol, swabs, some iodine, cotton, gauze, the kind with the blue cross on it? If he doesn't have that kind, tell him to phone out for some.
6: I don't know why. She don't look right to me. I don't know oh, if I Oh, shut ought up!
2: Him. Get in the kitchen and boil some water. Get some towels and clean rags. Come on, hurry up! <coughs> I started digging the slug out of Red O'Leary's neck. It took about an hour. He was out most of the time, and then I put a bandage on it using Flora's iodine for disinfectant. He was still running a fever when he got to his feet wearing his lips in a grin. His right arm hung useless. He reached out with his left to pick up his shoulder holster and the gun wasn't in it anymore. The other empty holster was mine. Where, where's, where's Flora? I sent her out to boil some more water. Shall, uh, shall we talk? Listen,
11: there is no time for talk. I know that you sent that girl to phone the police, Mr. Spade. Yes, I also know that you
2: are Sam Spade.
10: Anne's no stool pigeon. She she wouldn't rat on me. She
2: would if she thought it was the only way of saving your life. And if she got what I was trying to tell her, that's what she thinks. Why, why, No, no, no,
11: you... He he is right, Mr. O'Leary. That she-devil will kill us all. Better the police. Spade, listen to me. Let me get out past the police and I will give you everything. Go on out. Who's stopping you? Look out the window. Plain-clothes men watching the door, waiting for a squad car. I am old. I am sick. What have I to do with robberies? You have seen it here. I am a slave. I, who am near the end of my life. Abuse, cursing, beatings, and and those are not enough, and now I must go to prison because of that she-devil? You will let me go out. I will give you that she-devil. I will give you the money they stole. How can I get you out? How not? You are a friend of the police. You can take me out past your friends, the police. Do what I ask, and I will give you the monies. Ten million dollars. Make no mistake. When that she-devil comes back into this room, you will die. Both of you. She will kill you, certainly. Hapagopolis! That sounds like it's a little too late.
6: Where are you, you old hound? In,
11: in, In here, Flora.
6: Where is that stool pigeon? Ha! There you are. Put the police on me, will you?
2: Who oh, may I tip the police?
6: You or that dame that came here with red, you're done. Both of you, you hear me?
2: Done! No, wait, wait, wait,
11: Flora. Not here like this, please. Don't give the police such evidence. Let me take them into the cellar.
6: Okay, but make it quick, dearie. Soon as that squad car gets here, they'll be pounding at the door. Call me when you're finished and I'll help you haul them out of sight.
11: You, march ahead of me. If either one of you makes one move, I will shoot you.
2: I am holding two guns on you. Red and I walked ahead of Papadopoulos into the hall. I opened the door, he indicated, switched on the basement light, and helped Red down the uneven flight of steps. Listen to me. I will first show
11: you the monies, and then I will give you that she-devil. You will not forget your promise? I
2: shall go out through the pillies. Sure, sure. Uh, How how about me? You think Big Flora would let a rabbit like him change her plans? So Big Flora was the boss. That's a laugh. Now, turn around, both of you. Here, here, take these. What kind of joke is this supposed to be?
11: I give you these guns to show you I keep my promise. Now, quickly, follow me. I show you where the monies are hidden.
2: I followed him and Red O'Leary to the end of the low passageway. Papadopoulos got down on his knees and started clawing at the wall like a rat. With trembling hands, he lifted out a section of loose bricks, and then we saw it. It was still in the boxes and bags the way it came, carried from the banks. He insisted on opening some of them to show me the money. Hundreds of bundles of green, stacked in a metal-lined cell that was as dry and airless as the bank vault they'd lived in before.
11: That, as you see, is the money. Now for that she-devil... You will stand hiding behind these boxes. When I bring her down the stairs,
2: you will know what to do. Yeah, Pappy, we'll know what to do. He wasn't long in coming back. Flora came down the steps ahead of him. She had a gun in each hand. Her gray eyes were everywhere. Her head was down like an animal's coming to a fight. Her nostrils quivered, her her body coming down not fast, not slow. It was balanced like a dancer's. She was a beautiful fight bread animal
6: come out come out or i'll come and get you
10: stay here speed i want the first crack at that old red come back here you fool red
2: (laughs) she dropped red without moving a muscle that i could see i guess the poor guy must have been a little feverish from his wound running out in the open like that firing wildly with his wobbly left hand i didn't feel heroic myself i just aimed the best way i knew from my ambush and squeezed the trigger. Oh, You bumbling idiot! You shot the
11: wrong one! You shot the wrong one!
2: My aim had been bad. I'd aimed for his leg, but got him in the side. After that last scream, he didn't make any more noise. And then he didn't move anymore. Big Flora let the guns fall from her hand and knelt down beside his body.
6: What did you do that for? I was the one with the gun on you. Why didn't you shoot me instead?
2: I figured who he was when you let him bring me down here where the money was without squawking your head off.
6: He was the smartest, kindest man that ever lived.
2: Yeah, smart enough and kind enough to put about 300 people out of their misery. Listen, Flora, don't you know he gave us guns and brought us down here so we'd knock you off and he'd have all the loot to himself. He wasn't
6: much of a man for muscle, but he had brains, see? He was smarter than you or any copper that ever lived. You killed a great man. I hope you feel good about it.
2: Yeah, you and he were a great team. Nobody would have suspected that the arch gun of the biggest mob in history was Big Flora's whipping boy.
6: I never wanted to bat him around like I had to. I never really hurt him. We used to laugh about it afterwards. All right down there. All your exits are covered. Come out with your hands clasped behind your necks. This is the police. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Come on, let's get it over. No use fighting anymore.
2: You really loved him, didn't you, Flora?
6: So what? Who are you to laugh at us?
2: Yeah, you're right, Flora. Who am I to laugh at you? After the cops had cleaned up at Big Flora's, I took your loving daughter on home in a taxi, Mr. Newman you can see the itemized account closed. She was pretty broken up about Red O'Leary's death, but I think she'll recover. Please don't leave either your $10 million or your daughter lying around loose again, as the entire incident has caused me a great deal of trouble. And I will therefore have to charge you my regular fee of $25 a day in expenses instead of the usual fee for tailing. Period. End of report.
4: Oh, Sam... I wish you'd just taken one little package of that money. They'd never have missed it.
2: Effie, I'm surprised at you. That wouldn't be ethical.
4: I don't know why you have to get ethical every time the installments do on the office furniture.
2: Hey, what's this?
4: Oh, oh, a letter for you. It came this morning.
2: Well, why didn't you tell me? It's from the Golden Gate Trust. A reward for my services. Hurry up, open it. Ah, aha! A check.
4: It's a check, all right. How much? $3.83.
2: Oh, what's that for?
4: I don't know. It's made out to Big Flora's
2: Bar and Grill.
4: Signed by you and stamped return for lack of funds.
2: How do you like that?
4: I'll get used to it, I suppose, in time.
2: Good night, Sam. Good night, sweetheart.
7: to a recreation of a lost old-time radio show by American Radio Theater, The Blood Money Caper from Sam Spade. Recorded before a live audience at Radio Studio 2009 and directed by Greg Porter, you heard Ivan Curry as Sam Spade, with Marge Lutton as Effie, Melinda Mains as Ann Newhall, Pat McNally as Red O'Leary, Mary Moore Campagna as Flora, Michael Moki O'Reilly as Blue Point Vance, dr bob perks as the police voice greg porter is papadopoulos and kim turner is taylor newhall engineering by ron ailey musical playback by joy jackson live sound effects by penny swanberg harry thiel and marilyn wilt i'm Renaud labeouf your announcer and this is art the american radio theater